Welcome to the 2v1 Podcast. This is episode 12, and it is February 9th, 2015. I promised everybody that I would not do much talking about Creed since we've uh, obviously talked about it a hundred times, but still, still for any lagards. Yeah, I do yeah, too. Because for any laggards out there, I would like to immediately tell them to stop waiting and play the game because, oh my god, I love it. I I think Black Flag is amazing. It might it might take over Brotherhood as my favorite one. Oh, wow. And Yeah. That, that's that's all. That's pretty much all I'm going to say because I don't want to beat a dead horse. But it's an amazing. I already got Yaley. He he said he's without a doubt going to buy it because it's just. I, I just you, you spend the majority of the time on the ship, and that's that's why yeah, it that's, is that's a different game. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely love it. I really want to play Rogue. It's pretty much Black Flag essentially. It's coming out on PC. Hmm. Yeah, so hopefully it'll come current gen then. I, I can see that happening. It, yeah. it probably will. The the. The best thing, without question, is just scuttling ships. It never gets old. Nope. Never, never gets old. <laughs> and the uh, some of the really, really big ones where you have multiple objectives, you know, got to blow up the gunpowder kegs and take out the scouts and like kill 20, 25 crew members. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so cool. And that's it. That's my snippet on Black Flag. Uh, I Fly, actually do want to say something real quick. The, um, oh, good. We didn't, I don't think we ever talked about it, and I kept alluding to it, and Josh didn't know what I was talking about. The uh, the present day stuff in that game, did that surprise you? Um, I haven't gotten to anything really surprising, except I did text no, you guys just, about that. Just in general, like, you're, you're a developer. You're working yeah. for Ubisoft, making yeah. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, is, it is pretty cool. I did like that, and then... This is technically a spoiler, so I won't say anything. But I did text you guys that one day about some of the people that I saw there. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so I don't know if that's really a spoiler. They're they're in every Creed present day. Well, regardless, I saw them, thought that was interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Yeah. Do you plan on taking out the legendary ships because they are fucking cool? I don't know what is what are legendary and what are not, but I mean, I'll probably find them and give it a shot. You just go. To one of the four corners of the map, and there's one ship in each corner, and it'll give you a little cinematic to open it up, and then you just take it out. Okay. You can see it on the map, too. They're just big red ships. They have a unique okay. icon. D- to answer your question, yes, I'll try it. Just make sure you upgrade your ship all the way. Is it is it the Jackdaw? Jackdaw. Yeah. Prob- the hull probably being the most important. Yes, definitely. You need the steel for it. Yep, it's yeah. the one that takes the most material to upgrade which kind of sucked yeah well speaking of assassin's creed i started playing unity good segue yeah and the very first thing i noticed is the movement was changed immensely but isn't it isn't it the same thing like that that's the problem i think it is but i mean to the extent if you like all the other creeds, you're going to like Unity. Well, yeah. And the very first thing I noticed, just straight off the bat, is they made movement all around more fluid. Uh, whether sliding under something, mantling over anything, it's, it's all more fluid. And you can just, you can tell where Arno puts his hands, the way he swings his body. It's just more realistic looking. And even better is they finally added something that should be in every creed game from here on out. And it should have been in all the 
past ones, quite frankly, is the ability to automatically descend something. You know, normally you have well, you have the right trigger A to ascend. Now you got right trigger B to descend. So you don't have to plan your path at all. You just hold those in, and whatever you're on, you start going down, and it's it's great. So I'm curious, Josh. We argued about this with Mordor because in reverse, Mordor, you don't have to plan your path of climbing, and you thought that you you thought that was okay in Creed, and I always hated that. So now you're praising the B dropping and not having to worry about the well, path. Yeah, it's different. You're descending rather than ascending. Well, I get that difference, yes. <laughs> but it's we're talking about the ease. Well, yeah, you don't have to worry about what's below you. You know, when you're climbing, you typically have more of a sight line of what's above you, and it makes it easier. Descending now, you just hold in two buttons, and it doesn't matter what's below you. Yeah, I don't know. I never worried about it in really anything. I just dropped. That That's the one thing I was going to say, is I'm usually far too lazy to be worrying yeah, about that. Yeah, I just that, dropped and, and take I'll just take damage. a jump whether it kills me or not. Yeah. I did it on a pirate ship last night, killed myself. But I got down. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, if either of you play it, you will immediately see the difference. You you understand what I mean with the whole descending thing. I still plan on it. Just oh, I'll definitely play it. This yeah. this is also the first Creed game that you can crouch in, and I feel like for an assassin game, you know that should that should be a staple, and it it makes you feel. It's the first game that I actually kind of feel like an assassin in. Okay, that also makes sense to me because I've because even though I've, I'm just over the quote-unquote stealth stuff in Creed. Yeah. Even though you're an assassin, and that makes sense, it, yeah. the whole game has never made sense to me because of how conspicuous you look. But anyhow, a lot of times, whenever I'm trying to walk around and maybe you know sneak up on somebody, I just think to myself, is there really nothing I can do to make myself less conspicuous? Yeah, I'm I still hate, just walk. I, I hate, hate it. that you stupid. can't crouch, yeah. Yeah, so once again, maybe another feature, Josh, that just should have been there all along. De definitely with the few things they added and you know their their increased detail to movement they did really stretch out how quickly you can climb things if that makes sense in the in all the past creeds you could climb fairly quickly and it wasn't it wasn't the most realistic you know the the jumping off balconies and being able to land on a, a rope uh, but but in unity <laughs> you can be hanging from a window ledge, you know, with with all your weight hanging under your fingertips, and you could just you could jump up like ten feet to the next ledge. <laughs> well, and I mean, there's there's a lot of other unrealistic jumps. I've always found it funny whenever you're underneath. I don't awning is not the and right jump word for out it. and up. Yeah, you yep. which is. I think physically impossible. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times the angle at which you do it and the the. You, You'll inhuman jump back strength like, you would need. Yeah, yeah you'll jump back like five feet and yeah. just happen to grab it. It's insane. it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. yeah. So, well, other than other than the actual gameplay, you know, I've I've always loved the the Creed storyline, especially the present day stuff, and that's pretty much the focal point of all the games. But Unity just just kind of decided to throw that away. the uh, The only thing it really does with present day is uh, you have someone. You have that lady, and I, I forget her name. She's she's been in pretty much all of them. She has the dude always with her, the tech guy. I know who you're talking about. I think about, I know who you're so talking about. Forgettable. Yeah. I can't think of the name. Yeah. Well, long story short is you, while you're playing as Arno in the past, hear her in the present talking to you, and it something some sort of training of some sort. I'm not really sure. I'm sure it will pan out, but 
along the lines of that, I noticed something, and it's been going on with all the Creed games, is nothing ever explains how you become this expert climber. The only the only one that remotely did it was uh, the first one with Altair. Yeah, because they actually, in the first game, had like the, the assassin home base, which made sense. True. Yeah, even even with um, Ezio, they they just never explain it. Uh, yeah, you know that I think all the way back then, all he did was find out that his dad was one, right? And he found his clothes and stuff, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be a beast now." But you know what? You could use the really annoying reasoning of it's all based on a lineage, so yeah, it's all true. inherent in there. Yeah, it's like he just unlocked it and realized his potential. That kind of, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, funny wording though. I, annoying reasoning. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> is the girl's name Rebecca? Josh, that that sounds familiar. So I'm sure it is. Yeah, I yeah. I I think it might be Rebecca. That sure. sounds right. Because Lucy was the one that got owned, like, in the early games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's Unity in a nutshell. I'm having fun with it. We'll, we'll see what happens when I'm done. So I have I have a uh, actually a bone to pick with you, Josh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought I would say this is a good conversation. <laughs> I have, now, funny I have thing, no idea what this could be. <laughs> Me either, yeah. Um, funny thing is, I actually have to start this conversation with that which shall not be named. Uh, basically akin to Voldemort at this point. So I think you know what game I'm referring to. But I- I'm hoping once we get past this, it, it will go into another conversation, just because I'm curious about you guys' thoughts. Right. Um, so I was talking to a friend Yaley last night, and he was he said he was playing that game with you, and you guys were having a discussion about, uh, I guess it would be Bungie in this case, or whomever would control this sort of thing. And... Right. We were talking about the legendary drops and everything, and uh-huh. he proposed the idea of. I think I think I know where this is what going. What if? Yes, you do. I'm sure. What if let the legendary drops and better equipment and things like that? There is. What if? What if there's an advantage to people to paying quote unquote paying customers, i.e., people who purchase DLC against people who don't, and if there is some sort of a bias introduced there, and you you have a chance to defend yourself, but I asked him probably three separate times, is this a direct quote? And he said, yes. He said that you responded with, that's not a theory at all. That is just Alex thinking. <laughs> and yeah. I resent that. No, I, yeah, I absolutely said that. I think Nick can agree with it. I, I can def- – no, no, I don't agree with it because we have – at least one very good example of somebody that doesn't have the DLC and he has had incredible luck. In yeah, that and, and that's fine. But yeah. you can't say it's not a theory because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disprove that right now. It's my any, theory. Any so it's a theory. theory. Yeah, can okay, always so there's that. And yeah. second of all, going a, a sort of away from that and going into a broader area, are you... I have to ask you, maybe not in that, but are you so naive as to think that that is absolutely out of the question if maybe maybe for other games yep yes i'm well with destiny i'm absolutely that naive i i do not believe that for one i think um i i don't think it's out of the question but it's also it's really really common for for people to find out about that stuff like even even if you think it's 
very deep and buried within like the code and whatever people find out because there are insane people who dig for really weird esoteric uh, <laughs> functions anomalies and such yeah like that that stuff does get found out eventually yeah and see I, i'd like i'd like to think so nick and i know exactly what you mean there are people who do that and i i still am hoping for the day and it won't happen that for that one game i'm revealed. i'm 100 percent convinced that it's happening with obviously you should be able to figure that out marvel yes i do not believe that that's not happening in marvel so that I think is different. It is different in a way. That's why I was saying I wanted to move into sort of a bigger discussion about it. Right. Okay. Right. Here's here's my destiny case, and I'll, I'll tell you now: I will never be persuaded otherwise. It makes no sense for the publisher to do that, or the developer, I should say. The, for Destiny, the loot system is you know one of the main aspects of the game, and for all the new people coming in, if they're not getting drops, they're not going to keep playing. You know, the, the Bungie wants to pull people in. Yeah. That yeah, that's the, true. The ones that have spent money are going to keep playing pretty much regardless. Well, yeah, I just I view it as them looking at investments. You know, are these people paying? Are they going to continue to buy expansions and everything like that? And uh, but there might be some truth to what you're saying, only because take somebody like Dursky and he got really fed up with it really fast and didn't get the stuff that he needed, and he doesn't play the game and. There, did he buy the ex- expansions? There's a, there's a reason for that specifically, again, just because we can't get away from it because it's a good example. Destiny had a million problems at launch, which yeah. I didn't even experience. Mm-hmm. So that's that's I've talked to Dursky about this, and he had it right at launch. So he got the shit end of the stick and, with that and game. because Dursky it, has a legit character anyways. Yeah, and he still got... He has rare stuff. Like, I remember when he played with us once, it... You, I think, Josh, you were surprised at what he actually had. So it, it is frustrating, and I'm, I can't speak completely about it because I didn't play it right at launch. But I, I do know that was a problem in the game where people were getting screwed over. Yeah, when they shouldn't be. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. My 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 initial uh, theory though was just what I was putting out there. Can and you be naive to not think that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to at least consider the possibility but i think nick you made the strongest point saying that somebody would find it and somebody would get burned big time and uh, i mean yeah. it's, it's sort of I, I make an analogy to the moon landing you you, you can't there's you really can't just keep it. something like that completely secret yeah and not have concrete proof for the contrary you know what i mean so yeah and you got because there's just too many people somebody would Somebody would talk. Somebody will figure you know. it out. Yeah. yeah. Or talk or whatever because yeah. human nature can't keep secrets really. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh like in terms of like the free to play stuff like Marvel, I think I could believe it happening in that more than and who knows. You know what? Somewhere buried in the terms of use it might say something like that. I don't yeah, know. Nobody reads nobody it. reads them. Yeah. And, and that's that's so, why it's free so to Alex, play. You're saying those that spend money get better pools from packs. That was always a theory. That I is mean, my assertion. I am not asserting that for Destiny. I'm saying I was exploring it as a possibility. I do wholeheartedly believe that and always will about Marvel and probably other free to pay apps. That's that's what I'm that's yeah. what I mean. Is yeah. I think those are a different beast. 
Yeah, they are. They definitely beast. No pun intended. The um, <laughs> because the the reason is those the developers are very vocal about they specifically want people to spend a lot of money. They don't yeah. like the people that aren't spending money. They don't give a shit about. There's yeah, enough, of course not. There's enough people that really do spend a ton of money to where I can see them putting in a tiny little code. Oh, you've spent this much money. Boost you have this, this better percent of 2%. getting whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I can see that, and I can see that not being a surprise. With or illegal specific or something games. like that. Or illegal or yeah. anything, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can I can see that, but in the same regard, the ones that aren't spending money are the ones the developers need to pull in. But they, they don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's I agree, enough Josh. People, there's enough people that really spend a ton of money. That's why you see commercials for these types of games now is because there's enough people spending a lot of money that they don't have to really draw in um you know much more yeah. like they they are relying on these people that just drop hundreds and hundreds of dollars in the game for for people who already spent full price on a retail game they got their money's worth but on a free to play yeah. app there's no there is no benefit to that company for me playing it unless I'm paying yep and that's yep. why Josh that's why the two things are totally different and you're right Maybe maybe the the logic is reversed, and they should do it for the people who don't pay. In the case of Marvel, that I mean, I I've been involved in one way, shape, or another for months now, and then you know prior to that, over a year ago, and never ever got anything of any substantial value, and I also don't pay. So don't yeah, don't the majority of the good cards come from the events rather than pulling them out of packs oh no definitely packs but josh people spend so much money on it. i know we've had this discussion i yep. mean i don't want to talk about it till i'm blue in the face but they just spend so much money on these packs just over and over and over again mobiji made like millions in a quarter yes yeah. it was awful yeah. and, that, and that was how long ago and um we really haven't talked much about that on this podcast which is good but just for listeners we're referring we say marvel it's marvel war of heroes a digital trading card game but um yeah it's a mobile game don't um, don't ever download it don't End play story. it's not worth it no uh, it's not <laughs> i did want to say like again we also don't have a really great feel for the market where this stuff is even more big and important and that's Japan yeah. and Asian <laughs> countries in general. Yeah. That's Mo- true. Mobile is enormous. That's why console sales are not very big there anymore. For a while people were talking about how Japanese developers were going away because people weren't buying a lot of games. I will um, die for PlayStation or anything. The day I lose my Japanese developers for JRPGs and stuff is a sad well, day. Well, see, that's there's still that there's still an audience here, so I don't think that'll ever truly go away. Mm-hmm. But but the the focus is definitely switching into free to play type games because they like one of the podcasts I listen to, eight four. I've told you guys about it. They're 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 developers in Japan that do like uh, language translation for American to Japanese, hmm. and cool. um, it's really interesting. And one of the guys on it is he he loves mobile gaming like that's mostly what he plays and he has said i've spent hundreds on this game and i love it and i don't care it's worth it i play it all the time and i'm sure that is a really common way of thinking yeah 
for how I mean, Alex, online, like you're online. Line has games. Yeah. yeah. Line is huge in Japan. <laughs> I, I can't I can't even speak to this topic because I don't know what it was and I never you I vow to you never play know. them or whatever. No, I, I haven't played a single one, but right. a lot of the people that I talk to on there, they are obsessed with this game called, I don't know if you pronounce it, Sum Sum. It's T S U M. Yeah, I've seen a commercial <laughs> for it on TV. Like, okay. That's how, that's how much money they make is they oh, can afford marketing it's insane. for that game. Yeah, you're right. You're, this, this all does definitely make sense, but they all absolutely love it. I'm just like, oh my God, you guys. Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, it's a it's a thing that I'm never, I, I can almost definitively say i'll never get into yeah i'm i'm on board there because i don't have i don't have major traveling time you know like i don't i don't have time for that yeah like i don't want to sit and look at my phone when i'm when i'm home i'd rather play like something on my PC computer or, or on, yeah whatever on console or yeah. whatever it it makes sense in certain locations of the world where japan you're not driving you're walking or riding public transportation <laughs> yep that is that is very true and for me for um for something like for long hauls, since I've been flying more frequently and everything, I am, and actually this will be good for the podcast because I can talk about new stuff. Uh, I bought my brother's DS Lite as archaic as that is. Yeah, but so I, that's going to be perfect for flying. I mean, especially for endeavors like Chrono Trigger and things like that. Yep. But I can't wait to play those Castlevanias. I haven't, I haven't played a, a Castlevania that I never played before in years. Yep. So I'm very excited about that. I slack so hard on on playing DS games. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you sort of you know you could be doing a PC game or a console game or whatever. So I usually save stuff it's, like that for. It's not even it's not even that reason. It's um, I think like I I take so little time to look at what's available mm-hmm. for handheld. Like and and I only hear about major releases. Like I I went out and bought. Link Between Worlds, the Zelda game, immediately. Yeah. Like yeah. I bought that at launch, and I was really excited about it and played it ASAP. Mm-hmm. But then I hadn't used my DS and since that came out, really. I started playing Final Fantasy III and didn't like it. Yeah. Quit playing it. Is is there some crazy-ass new DS, like a 2D or something like that? I, I swear. There's, I saw... there's always a million DSs. Like, oh, there's my actually, God. There's, they're re-releasing it again for the millionth time. Um, Holy hell! The new 3DS, which is like the they're naming Nintendo's naming convention. They're horrible. They're just horrible. horrible. Whoever is behind that, I don't. I just don't get it. Of course, but, who are we to judge if they are dominating that market? But still, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's very confusing because it is. I never. Um, I lost track 20 years ago. I have no yeah, idea what the hell's going on before it ever released. Yeah. <laughs> um. The. Uh, the problem is like when they when they transitioned from what you have now the DS Lite and then there was a next version the DSi which had a camera and stuff when they transitioned from those into the 3DS they started making games that only work on 3DSs and that has been such a um established one now that yeah. you you can't every game you get is a 3D game Mm-hmm. Even if you don't use the 3D, you can't use it on an old DS. So okay, here we go. There is a Nintendo 2DS. When... Yeah, there is. Yep, that's been out for a while. Okay, never heard of it in my life. Yep. Never heard of it. Yeah, what a weird thing. It's so ugly too. I know. It's just like a. 
So that was their slab. <laughs> that was their response, um, for a couple reasons. To oh, our original DS can't play current DS games anymore because we don't have the 3D whatever. Technically, it's different hardware. That's why they can't. But still, so they made that 2DS. Again, to play a very 3DS bad games name without 3D. Yeah, a very it, okay. it makes sense, but is also a bad name. I still think. Um, yeah. Plus, it, like it you looks said, it, like just, shit. it looks horrible. I would never, ever want that. Yeah, but I think the other part of it was was when the 3DS came out, there was a huge like problem because people were saying, this is ruining my children's eyes. Yeah, I remember that. It totally would. Like, I don't know, Alex, I don't know if you even held a 3DS before. It's so weird. I looking. did it one time. I hated it. Yeah, it's, it is. I can see how it would damage a growing child yeah like absolutely and so that was another reason for the 2ds and they made it like big and blocky so probably it's more durable and whatever yeah just throw it around and it's fine that's so true yeah but yeah pretty much every uh kid growing up now in that generation is doomed anyways because their their eyes are just glued to screens even more so than ours are i mean it's just yeah, I mean, mine mine were anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's true, but I, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is different. Now, I, I don't even know how, but, I mean, iPads, are, All of it, that stuff, it's, yeah. dude, it scares me. I mean, I know so many people with kids, you know, younger kids, and it's like... They all, know all about it, yep. All they know how to use they them. they do. Yeah, I mean, not age. just the knowing about it. It's, it's like you can't pull it out of their hands. It's, it's yep. just, it raises them. It, it terrifies me. You, yeah. I mean, future leaders of America right here. Yeah. It's just the the future. Yeah. Yeah. Get used to it, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Future leaders of America. Definitely. Yeah. I grew up playing Angry Birds. (laughs) Now I'm declaring war. Yeah. The president will be able to say that one day. Yeah. That's that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) So. Well, speaking um, of uh, Japanese people, Nick, you beat D4. I did beat D4. We talked about it a lot, so I'll be quick. But sure. I did. I did really like it. Um, just I I realized playing it that I really do like really off the wall, quirky Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was more of it actually, because um, I I I really haven't played that many games like that. Like I watched a playthrough of all of Deadly Premonition, so I experienced it, but. I can't think of a lot more examples. I mean, like, Final Fantasy games have their own weird humor, but it's not oh, like... Yeah, totally different. It's I not agree. like you're for, D4. You're forgetting I mean, about Su- good old Suda51. Suda51, absolutely, is a is a good one. Yeah, that good call. And and I love those games. I can't believe I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, did, did you play Lollipop Chainsaw? No, I didn't play that, and I didn't play Killer is Dead. I want to play Killer is Dead more. I'm not really worried about Lollipop Chainsaw, whatever. But, uh... That actually is a good, another good thing to bring up. D four reminded me so much of Killer Seven, uh, just in how you play it, how you're uh, you're moving on rails and you can only interact with so many things. That's exactly how Killer Seven was, hmm. and I love that. I, that game was awesome. I also love that we always joke about XX on rails, and meanwhile. That was D four. It was on rails. Oh, it's literally on rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, that that is what it is, and it, that's fine. Yeah, it works for it. It it was originally made for Connect, which is kind of one of the problems I have with it. Honestly, is 
I really enjoyed it for the content. I did not enjoy playing it. No, no. The gameplay was something of a chore, but I it wasn't yeah. like, oh my god, I'm really having trouble finishing this. Because I enjoyed the story and content enough, so I was just pushing through. Yeah, like, there's enough there to push through. Yeah. Just because you want to know and see more and mm-hmm. hear more of the crazy dialogue and whatnot. It's, it's just... Because it was so tailored for Connect, I wonder if, and and I've heard that it was good for Connect. I wonder if that made made me have slightly more of a negative view of D four. Yeah, maybe like even I, like a little bit of a bias toward it. Yeah, like I wanna, I wanna support Swery and buy the next episode, but I can almost guarantee I'm not going to. Yeah, don't don't worry, I'll buy it on your behalf. Okay, I I probably will just. Just because of my fondness for him, I have to. It would actually have to be unbelievably cheap, and it yeah. won't be. And yeah. and I get why. That's fine. But, Alex, I beat that game in, like, two hours. Yeah, I, I took longer only because I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to the details and checking stuff out. But I, it, I, I checked everything. Like, I felt like I did. I, I felt like I was pretty thorough because I wanted to read more of that. Yeah. <laughs> silly writing style and yeah. and how everything is so it's either all all the boston stuff sweary seems to know about is clam chowder and hockey which is yeah. pretty funny <laughs> yeah but i agree like there's just hockey magazines everywhere talking about the stanley cup and yep. like actual events in hockey which yeah. were really interesting i did enjoy reading this as well yeah it uh i i just that game, like the gameplay, was just like, yeah. I just wish this was a TV show. Yeah, I'd or, rather, or at I'd the very least, just... an actual Telltale uh, format where you are just pretty much hitting. It's it's essentially like nonstop QTE, you know. Okay. See, now I haven't played any of them. I know it's really basic for like Walking Dead, but yeah. is that really all it is? It's just QTEs. That, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's a little bit of walking around at sometimes, Josh. Uh, no, the the majority is walking around. I mean, they're they're point and click, so you're walking around exploring. But there are things, but there are things you have to do quickly, specifically in Walking Dead, yeah, right? Kind of, but not really. If it's quick, it's just button mashing for the most part. It's just a single push. There isn't a chain of things. Yeah, you know what? I maybe I'll just call it te because it's not necessarily <laughs> quick time. What event. I'm what I'm getting at, Josh, is that it. You're, it, it's more simplified than D4, I think. Yeah, I said to play D4. There, oh, that's true. But there, there aren't a, a ton of spots in Walking Dead where you're actually walking around and investigating stuff. I, I didn't say there aren't any, but and plus I only played that first episode. But I'm yeah, assuming I, I, I disagree. That, uh, you explore and investigate a lot in that game. There's a there's a lot of maybe it's just like D4 then. Maybe it's well, the exact same thing, and I'm just a really really lazy gamer. <laughs> I mean, I'll never well, play if, him. I have no interest. And if interest. you only played the first episode, all you get to really explore is, is the barn, the farm area. But in the, in the next four episodes, it, it opens up a bit with a lot to explore. Okay. Well, and, that, and that's fine. There's, I wasn't arguing right or wrong or whatever. I was just, I thought they were more simplified. And it sounds to me like it's pretty much the exact same thing, actually, in reality. The, the thing with so. the Telltale games are, yes, you could pretty much streamline the story and get through it pretty quick. But... If you do that, you're missing out on a, a lot of little side items that you know may explain past of characters or other things that may have happened. And 
to me, that's just as important. Yes, and that right. is definitely what D4 is all about. I mean, even even when it seems like quirky, inane, BS, I mean, it's still part of the game, part of the experience. Yeah, it is part absolutely of the story. part of the experience, yeah. I And the QTE stuff, Alex, you said it was like your favorite part. Yeah, those mine, long mine sessions. Too. Th- those were cool. Yeah. And when games do them well and like they focus on them it's it's i'm fine with it there's um there's a game i've wanted to play for a long time on ps3 called Osura's wrath it's like it's basically just an anime that you watch and do qtes with mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it it's really cool cuz i have played a sequence through it that was awesome one of the positives of d4 using this though is there's no fail state that I realized. Even if you get a poor score, it mm-hmm. still continues. It doesn't make you do it over again. Mm-hmm. Unlike in Osiris Wrath, I know if you mess up, you have to start over, which I get that's the whole main draw of the game, but when when really all you're doing is trying to push a narrative, don't punish the player. And I yeah. love that I love that D four didn't do that. I would have liked to see some of the different outcomes depending on what you miss and what yeah. you don't because Well yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You get a different outcome, yeah. which is cool. I feel like there'd be a thousand different things that could happen because yep. for example, just in one session you might get like ten things thrown at you and it makes you wonder, well what if what if this one hit me? What if this one hit me? What if I dodged this one and all that? And heavy, I know. heavy rain is the perfect example. Oh yeah. yeah, and that is a really good example. Yeah, yep, you're right. And um, the other about those, I just I loved those long, the really fast strings of those events, and it was almost frustrating because you're focusing on the events, but you're simultaneously it's really hard to try- watch. Yeah, but but you, you could still see it easily. But I just yeah. I thought those were not only the most engaging, but also the most interesting parts to watch from the narrative the, standpoint. Yep. Too. Yeah. Um. Like Alex, you said last time we talked about it, how you like at the beginning of the game you got your cat lady threw a mouse in your mouth. That <laughs> yeah. didn't happen to me. What a strange sentence. That didn't happen to me because I like was fast enough or something. I, yeah. I don't know, but that didn't happen in my game. Yeah, and clearly that wasn't a uh, plot changing <laughs> event. But, no, no, but yeah, no. Still funny. You you talking about being punished, Nick, for losing QTEs? That reminds me of some of the most infuriating ones resident evil 4 yes name yep. namely the one i'm yep. thinking of was running down the the laser beam hallway um i got burned on that so many times it was unbelievable i yeah that that game was really frustrating for those because it did it kind of a lot and mm-hmm. especially it, like not, in that battle with krauser there were a bunch in that yep and um i remember one of the more gruesome ones that was fun to watch one time after it happened, but whenever you fought, got to the point where there were those flying enemies, um, yes. they could latch onto you and they would do an instant kill if you weren't fast enough. Mm-hmm. And that, I hated that, but it was cool because it melted your face off. <laughs> back, back then, I was like, holy shit, this okay. is so violent. I, I am, I'm killing it on the segues right now. Speaking of melting your face off, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Um, I've never really cared that much. I mean, I played them when I was a kid, the early one through three, but past that, and then I told you about randomly playing Deception. Still don't yeah. know why I did that. It was a good game. Um, I watched A Fatality for Scorpion. For the new ones? I, I, I No, not Scorpion. <clears throat> it was Reptile. Reptile, probably, yeah. I was thoroughly pleased with how visceral and brutal it was. Like I was just watching it like, my God, this is excessive, and I loved it. Yeah, Alex, 
I can't believe like I you weren't you didn't know that that last one came out um which was basically it was just called Mortal Kombat it was like a restart kind of to the series no I I think I I definitely remembered hearing about it but I don't I'm not sure if I ever saw any of the gameplay they it. went back they went back to um you know it's just a 2D fighting plane yeah uh, it's you don't switch styles like they carried through I think Deadly Alliance and and Deception maybe. I don't remember. But, but, so they went back to, like, the basics, and it's ultra-violent. It's the basics, except ultra-violent and amazing graphics, which I'm definitely in favor of. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're continuing that, like, because the last one was was really good. It it was really fun. Um, The the story was super engaging, which was really out of nowhere. They, They did a good job of going all the way back to the beginning of the series with Mm -hmm. the typical characters and they only carried over a handful from uh like deadly alliance and stuff like quan chi was in the last one yeah and i think he was the main bad guy there i I can't remember the exact uh sequence of events that he did but they just had a bunch of those shots where they they show the bones and everything inside like those x-rays and it was uh i have to i have to tread softly here spoiler wise but one of one of the things that happened reminded me of a throne scene, and it, it actually it sort of brought me back to that moment, and it like bothered me because of how much that <laughs> scene bothered me. But it was it was amazing, and then as if it weren't bad enough, and then he like throws him down on the ground, and I don't remember if he stomped on his head or smashed it with his hand. That alone would kill you, but then he like stands him back up, and then he vomits acid in his face. Yeah, and it, I was I was happy about it. It was good. Yeah, they they really stepped it up again. With that reboot of yeah. the series, and and people were like, "Oh, finally the violence is back." And it, I mean, that is unfortunately and fortunately a hallmark of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I think I think people are probably over it now, but I I think it's a main aspect of the series. Yeah, <laughs> still, sure. and it shouldn't go away. But on fighting I'm definitely games, looking forward to that. I I randomly I don't I won't buy it, but I randomly would also like to try out just because I sort of forgot about it. Dead or Alive, is it five coming out? They're making I, another Dead or Alive. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. About that. Did you mean Tekken, perhaps? I think I'm talking about Dead or Alive, and I'm going to check. I don't know. I, okay, that's what first I mean. of all, I'm an idiot. It's not five. That came out forever ago. Yeah. Um, but, but, well, what, I'll check on all that, Josh, and you're probably right. But um, getting back to that, was it four that was on 360? I thought it was five. No, wait a minute. Holy crap. Let me just check. I thought 5 was on 360 and whatever. Okay, 5 definitely was. The one I was the one I'm yeah, thinking I of I one. think was was 4. It came out as a launch title. Okay. For 360. Anyhow, th- th- those games are so frustrating and difficult, but also oddly the challenge I I really enjoyed playing them and I was just curious to see where they would take it. Here we go, Simon. Dead or Alive 5 last round, Xbox One, February 17th of this year. I, I had no idea. Is it a remake? I don't know. Or is it an know. actual new game? Yeah. It's probably a remake like everything else. Yeah, you're right. The, just err on the safe side and it is a remake. Yeah. <laughs> just, and we're wrong and whatever. with that caption, last round, yeah, that sounds like a remake. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking of though, Josh. I, I'm glad I'm not insane. Fighting games frustrate the shit out of me. Oh, I do well. You that, know, that's you know why me. I like. That's why I like Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat is pretty basic. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's two 
three button combos and then you can mess around with chaining those together if you want. Otherwise, you can kind of just win. You can kind of button mash and win yeah. it. Yeah, it, that, I think I could always appreciate the complexity of Dead or Alive, but I always thought to myself, like, man, how do people sit down and master this? You know what Dude, I mean? Because I would fighting, play, fighting play game people. mastery blows my mind. What it is? mastering fighting games like like street fighter and stuff and i'm I'm telling you the complexity of those ones just goes so far beyond anything else i've seen just with countering and oh man yeah that that's yeah that's pretty inherent in most anymore um i i'm pretty sure street fighter has that stuff i know there's a lot of those really off the wall 2d fighting games like guilty gear is a big one Mm mm-hmm Never understood it. Anytime you go to look at those move lists, I my head spins and I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing this. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's, that's I agree with you 100. percent What yeah, needs so. to happen is Power Stone needs to get either a remaster or a reboot somehow. Oh, uh, it's it's surprising because Josh, the day we can play that online together, oh you'd man, think, you'd think Sega would jump right on that, but maybe for some reason they don't have. Did they even develop it, or were they just no, a publisher? No, it's, it's Capcom. Oh, people have... So it was Capcom. People have been, like, clamoring for that for a long time. I, it's probably never going to happen. Because <laughs> Capcom's Capcom, in trouble. Yeah, Capcom did a survey, I think, in, like, 2012 or something to see if anybody actually wanted Power Stone to come back. Oh, I'm sure there's a big, <laughs> big base for it. I uh, I have a pretty good seg right now on fighting games. We, we've done well so far. <laughs> the, what do you got? The last game, one of the games that I played since we last did an episode that I didn't we we went long and I didn't even have a chance to talk about um Xenoclash. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it's appropriate for fighting games because it is a really weird first person like brawler. It uh it's not really a shooter. It's more about fist fighting. And I've only ever seen that in a couple games. Um you could do it there there was a game way back when on original Xbox. Uh, holy shit! Now the name escapes me. I shouldn't have even brought it up. But it was it was all about just first person fighting, and it was really cool to play this because it's done well. Like you you'd think it would be really jarring and and hard to make deep or whatever, but it was cool. Like you could do combos, you could dodge, and it, it like felt really good because the camera would shake like with your head and. It, it was really interesting, and then pair that with it's probably the weirdest game I've ever played in terms of everything, setting, characters, mm-hmm. like art style, like it, it's just odd. Uh, it takes place, it's set in kind of like a Stone Age setting, so like everybody is kind of just wearing like loincloths and people live in stone houses and it's all very just like thrown together, not very good looking. It everything looks like shit. It was one of the more unique games I've ever played, uh, especially lately. And it's not a new game; it's a couple years old. Um, it came out in two thousand nine. It had a lot of stuff that you would think wouldn't be a big deal, but I noticed them. And like I said, it's a brawler. It's more of a focus on fist fighting, but it does have projectile weapons. But you could only carry one at a time, which you always hear in first-person shooters like, how are you carrying all of these guns? Like, how is how is this working? How are you making this make sense? 
And I really liked in Xenoclash that you could only have one at a time. And if you wanted something else, you had to drop what you had. Mm -hmm. Because, again, back to the setting, it's like a very basic, like, dawn of man setting. Like, there isn't technology or anything. So you probably couldn't be lugging around a lot of things. Right. And it just, it had like a really nice, cohesive feel to it like that. Like, it really stuck to its setting. It made it all make sense. Um, there isn't a lot I can say about it because probably a lot of people have never even heard it, heard of it. And it's very hard to explain if, if you are interested at all, just watch a quick video of it. The best thing. And one of the main reasons I was interested in these games, and it's, it's the most nothing reason ever is there is a godlike figure in the game and its name is father mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it with a hyphen. Yeah. Father mother. Oh, they, I remember you tweeting really something about that now. Yeah. It's so weird. It, yeah. Like it's it fits completely with the style and setting of the game. Like it should be weird. And they worship this this thing that is technically their father and mother and they they didn't come up with some weird name. It's just father mother. And everybody Anytime you're fighting enemies, like, they mention it. They're like, we love Father Mother. Like, they're just fanatics about it. It's so cool. That, that's what the whole game is about, is, is this weird story of this creature. And it was just so intriguing, and the story was actually, like, really, again, crazy and off the wall, but it was interesting. And there's a second game that I haven't started playing yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. I'm yeah. I'm also looking up what this thing looks like and it is terrifying. Dude, it, like <laughs> even just looking at screenshots or whatever, the 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 character and enemy design is so something you've never seen before. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, like, I'm a huge it, fan already. It is it is just again unique and who knows what these developers were thinking when they were putting this together because the whole time you're playing it or smoking yeah like the whole the whole time i'm playing it i'm just thinking like what the hell am i looking at like what what is this and That's how awesome. did this how did this come together and get released like yeah. how did how did how was there this big grand idea for this game. That's a really that it, cool response to get out of a gamer though. That that it was yeah, that it was like seen through to the end to release and there's a sequel. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I I totally recommend it. I don't know the only way you can really play it is PC. It was actually on Xbox 360 also, which I never knew. It, it was an arcade game. Mm-hmm. But I got it for a dollar on a Steam sale. Nice. And I bought the second one, I think, for like a dollar fifty. Absolutely worth it. it. Even even just to check out and see what it is. Yeah. Because I couldn't put it down. I blew through it because I was like, this is so cool and just wanted to keep playing it and beat it in like two sittings, three sittings. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's not very long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Do you happen to so, know who made it? Was it anyone big? No, no, it Ace Team, and they're just. I I did a little bit of research of them. It's three brothers, which is really cool. And that is uh, awesome. They're from like Chile or something, <laughs> like a random country. Three brothers developing games together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, 
I did play. I do want to give this a shout out real quick. I don't want to talk too much about it, but because it's free for PlayStation Plus right now on a PS4, I played Transistor. It's a indie game, third person isometric like action RPG. Highly, highly recommended. So if you have a PlayStation 4 and you you would have PS Plus, download it and give it a shot. Um, just a very cool, unique style. Wonderful art style, like art. Like everything looks like a painting, which or like a comic book or something. It, it's a nice blend of like 3D uh, cartoony style, but it also looks like a painting. It's it's real cool. Um, another game that made me tear up at the end. Wow, me too. Yeah, it it had it had a really really touching love story that you don't you kind of aren't even aware of until like later stages of the game. Number ten on my uh, my game of the year last year. Yeah, like jo- I know Josh loved. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. I wouldn't yeah. remember until you brought that up. Yeah, it. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you know the name Bastion. Yeah, I def. I remember you guys used to talk about that a lot. I never played it though. Y- yeah, it's the same developers, and it, and it's actually a very similar gameplay style too. It almost to a fault. They they kind of recycled this this whole way of playing and whatever. It's an isometric view. You. You kind of fight similar enemy styles that were in Bastion. I I looked at screens for both just now, and I can already see what you're talking about. Yeah, it it I can see why they went the same route, and it worked well. Like it played fine. It was really fun to play. Yeah, the, um, the functions were super unique. I loved them. It, yeah, yeah. It had it had a really cool little little way to give you abilities. Um, you equipped four abilities to each button, which is which is common. That's how Bastion was too. Um. But what was different was you get all these different functions and you can mess with pairing them, whether making one a main function, putting another one with that function as like sort of a passive one tied to it, which gave you different outcomes. And you could set them as passive functions just completely. You don't use them at all. And they had different outcomes. And there's like 20 of them. And so there's like you could only use one function at a time, whether it be passive or active. One thing, yeah. You couldn't just keep re, re, uh, putting it in different places. It was in one thing at a On time. Your second run through, they actually start giving you multiples of the same function, so you can use two at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can have one function's ability for passive and active. That's cool. I I thought about playing through it again, but I'm not going to probably. It that was a thing is that. It had this really nice love story, but it had a lot of problems explaining actually what was going on. Uh, the The setting was very weird. It was like this jazzy, classical, like, I don't know, 50s era stuff. But then it's based around computer programming and whatnot. It's, it, it made it feel like you were actually just in a computer game. Um all all the all the verbiage was based around computer programming it it made it feel like all the characters were just programs not really people so it had it did kind of a bad job explaining all that which sucked but again it still had a really good enough like other overarching like story that i really enjoyed it and totally loved it and wanted to cry at the end <laughs> which just recently is so weird with multiple games I've played. Yeah, because <clears throat> games 
rarely ever do that for me. I actually, off the top of my head, I can't think of any games that have done that to me. Movies is where I can be a sucker, and it's really random stuff, yeah. <laughs> as you guys know, like Signs and Gladiator. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I can't think of I can't think of any video games off the top. Of my head. I lost my video game crying virginity in. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, when Emma died in front of the Otacon. Oh, yeah, that didn't... I don't know, that didn't bother me that much. Uh, the end of Metal Gear 3 did. Don't say anything on 3. Gotta play it. I got, oh, still my gotta God, play that's it. right. <laughs> Actually, and uh, Zitchy said he's gonna lend it to me. So Sweet. Yeah, real excited that's about a, that. That's a great game. Can't wait. It's it's a different it's a different little bit of a take on Metal Gear because yeah. of uh, the setting and, and how it works. It's a little more open-ended, which is cool. That's that's a franchise right there where I need to take the time to sit down and... And just play all of them. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, I played one and two both multiple times. I feel like for the sake of getting back into it, I should do it again, but that's that's adding a substantial amount of time. The good news is I played them so much where all I would have to do is get a re- refresher synopsis and then play three, and then I need to sit down and play Guns of the Patriots myself. Not just yeah, watching it. You know, not just watch it. Yeah, I really need to do we, that. We talked about longest running current video game story arc, I guess, uh, a couple weeks ago. But we all forgot to mention Metal Gear. Yeah, I mean, Metal Gear, yeah, you're right. Because even though it started all the way back on, what, Game Boy, it's been the same Good story. Good point. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know crap about those how ones. Ma- though, how many obviously. were prior to Metal Gear Solid? I think there's only two of them. It's not like we missed that Was many. it Super Nintendo or just Nintendo? I don't think one was on Super Nintendo. I, I don't think so either. It was Back either check. original Nintendo and original Game Boy. I'm almost certain there was. I, I know Nintendo the Game on. Boy one for sure, yeah. Yeah, so they're even older. There are <laughs> yeah. currently 11 Metal Gear Solid releases. So that might be the longest running one right now. Now that, that does include Revengeance, though. And that is part of the story, you said. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. No, I... I'd say it absolutely does. It's it's four years after Guns of the Patriot, so it's on the direct timeline. I think that's a stretch. I, I just don't <laughs> see why we wouldn't include it. But uh, what else? What else have we played? There was. Uh, hold on. Let, let me think here. There was something else. Okay, we played Battlefield. Oh my God! I forgot. I forgot. Well, that, that's okay. I want to. I want to bring attention to what you just said. You forgot. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> what a nothing! What a nothing experience. Even even our resident Battlefield fanboy. And don't get me wrong, I I liked Battlefield. I played a lot of four. But Josh, what did you think of Battlefield? I, I think it was a Battlefield game. Uh, you know, it's not like Call of Duty where you can just pick it up and immediately just start running and gunning and knowing what to do. You know, you have to sit down, play a few games, and and figure it out. That's a problem. What? Yeah. No, it's not. It's it's just a learning curve. I think that's a problem. How do you get new people into your series? The, new the people, same true. Way any new game or any game at all gets new people into the series. It's it's all about interest. Some some players prefer the the objective based gameplay rather than killing like Call of Duty the entire time. And and typically that's me. But but Battlefield for some reason I always would rather play the objective. It's more fun. Yeah, that part's true. And, and we also weren't. Well, I can't speak for your behalf, uh, Josh. But I know Nick and I we weren't interested. No, that's what? what I mean. I had no I had no interest in like learning what the actual objective was because really it did come down to just killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I, I would maybe give it another shot later. I, I definitely won't be getting it right when it comes out because, you know, I'm, and I'm sure it's going to be a different, a slightly different product and everything, but I, yeah. I just, I don't, I still don't get it. I don't, I don't either get the bank robbery thing. Me either. The, the whole, how it even came to be yeah. and got this far. I don't know why, for some reason that that's was. like holding me back. It's like I'm holding it against them and I don't even know why. I will yeah. say I liked the uh, the closed beta I played more, and I think that that's really only because of the game type rather than what we played in this open beta. And I don't even know what what was it what was the game type called? Heist. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't I didn't like heist that much, but you know, in, the, in all the other battlefields, I didn't like rush. I only ever played conquest. In the in the closed beta, uh, there was a, a money box that you had to escort money back to your base after you got it, and um, I I don't remember. And whenever we played, were there vehicles? On the map, we not in the beta. Any. Yeah, because it just had that one I map where you I couldn't really have vehicles. Time, so I didn't know. It, it's just like, them. for some reason, I think Battlefield in general is really interesting. I think to in my head, I have I don't want to play it. Like when I when I play it, it's just nothing. I feel dead when I'm playing it, and it's really hard to describe. But like, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to unlock more guns. I don't think the guns were adding anything, even though that's a huge part of that game. You know, it's just, it just feels like another shooter. And I know it isn't because it's huge and has a big multiplayer count. And that's the point is that it's a big battlefield. But I just don't get anything out of it. Like I do want to say I, I don't like how they included money in order to buy weapons. Oh, okay. I, didn't See, know I that saw myself new. accumulating money, and I didn't even screw around with that. It, it reminds me of Counter-Strike. Well, so let me ask you this. What's different? Because don't you just earn experience in the other ones and just gradually <laughs> unlock things? I'm assuming this is per game, or no, Josh? No, it wasn't. It carried no. over. See, I thought it was per game. I wasn't really paying. Yeah, okay, it then, yeah, over. it is the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just now it's money, and you choose what you unlock, it sounds like. It, instead it just of seemed weird. I'm okay going down that. a path or whatever, however the other ones work. Yeah, I, th- I think the money, just the fact that it's labeled as money is what threw you off and called it Counter-Strike. It's, it's not yeah, Counter-Strike-y. Yeah, I was watching in between games. It, it carried between as games. As of now, I don't, cool. I don't see myself getting it, but... You'll buy it. It's bad. You'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I just can't get over the fact that there's 16 thieves robbing a place <laughs> yeah. with, with RPGs. <laughs> Who's making money? Yeah, it's, it's real stupid. Uh, the the whole premise is just really stupid. <laughs> but, but stupid premise or not, I applaud them and appreciate them actually having next gen quality of uh, number of players, which is just awesome. I'm fairly certain that uh, the conquest mode will be thirty two on thirty two. Oh my god, that's amazing! Did four not have that? Did it? Maybe I'm completely on uh, on PS4 or, or Xbox. It's been a, it's honestly been a while. I haven't played Battlefield for. Quite a bit, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I know. I'm myself. almost certain PC has 32 on 32. I, I, I think that was a big difference between the 360 and one version. I think. Well, yeah, 360 definitely wouldn't have that much. 64 player conquest looks like, maybe, and like you said, you were pretty certain that was on PC, Nick. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost certain that's been around since Battlefield 2. <laughs> yeah, but that's just inherent in. In the PC thing, yeah. Just it's for for a quick off. Google, it looks like it was indeed sixty four players on on one and PS four. Oh, okay. That see that is another thing. Like I I think the idea of a ton of players is interesting, but 
it just doesn't enhance it for me anymore, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I got you. I mean, it's I don't know what it is. There's something of an... I guess I'm more geared toward that style of gameplay. It's why, you know, I always preferred playing heavies in Halo 4. You know, just always yes, with and the I always, teams. I always like the smaller, smaller scale stuff. Yep. Um, that makes that's sense. Why, that's, that's why I have fun playing crucible and destiny is yeah because it's it's smaller. i don't even know what are the teams in that three on three four and four six on six yeah. okay there's a three on three i don't like that one okay actually. That must be that's, one too, I was that's too small but six on six is a good size i've yeah. always been a fan of uh, vehicle maps especially in halo same i'm i'm a i am a self-proclaimed vehicle whore i'll totally <laughs> say that <laughs> yeah i like them just does it's not integral to what I want your play. experience yeah, yeah to, it doesn't like make me love or hate something was it was it reach or three that you could get an infinite amount of kills with a scorpion uh reach was the crazy one yeah that was outrageous oh my god getting like 60 kills on what what was the map called on that one the blood um, map hemorrhage. hemorrhage yeah yep hemorrhage I a part of me died when Bungie replaced it with a uh with a wraith this is officially a 2v1 podcast, speaking of Halo and Destiny. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> right. We hadn't mentioned it yet. And I guess while we're on it, uh, 343 just came out and showed you know a couple of things are going to be changing in Halo 5 because of the beta. And Alex, you will be excited to hear this, that they are doing away or at least toning down the whole bro side of Halo, like the, the fist bumps and the high fives. Oh, that's wonderful news. Yes, it is. Outstanding. Well, the I just I'm gonna lose my two favorite things. I'll lose my hard light shield, and I probably won't have an amazing carbine. So I'm sad, and I'm sad. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, am sad. That's Alex, the end. Was was it you that mentioned something about not liking the sprinting? Uh there was something that the I shield, thought was weird about it. I can't even sprinting. remember what at this point. The shield being impacted by your sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. Which I sort of got over, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're also changing sprinting a bit. They are increasing overall movement speed while decreasing max sprint speed. Okay, so that's interesting. Because I remember one of the things between... I'm trying to think of what that would be more like. Okay, combat evolved. You ran faster, jumped short, jumped lower. And two, you jumped higher but ran slower. Oh, I have, I have no idea. That was, that was one of the big yeah, transitions. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> well, I'm, I think I'm finally tapped out. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to be doing some crazy, a lot more work on Black Flag this weekend. And Nick, I promised you I'm going to play some Souls. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have to start another game. So I'm not sure what I want that to be just yet. Still toying with the idea of isolation. Could be time for that. You you have that, right, Alex? I want to play that. Yes, I do. Really, I just really am looking forward to the unscripted Xenomorph. That's all I can think about. Yeah. yeah. Until it becomes a hindrance. We'll see. I, I want to play it, too. Oh, I, I just hope when. the atmosphere is really cool and overall it works out, especially with the turtle beaches. It, yeah, we'll it's supposed to be the redeeming factor for yeah. pretty much that entire game. The overall positive is that it does have a really good atmosphere. Sweet, yeah. sweet. That's what I'm looking forward to. I want good atmosphere. Yeah. All right, well, we are attempting to have a uh, a, a decent schedule here, most likely posting on Mondays every week. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes under 2v1 Podcast. Please subscribe and rate. Yes, ratings and reviews yeah. are extremely helpful, and we've seen a couple trickling in. Even even if you just go on there and rate and don't write a review, we still really appreciate that. So without further ado, 
Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week.